This is the Employment Hour with Lior Samfuru and John Scholes on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. You bet it is. It is 7.05. The Employment Hour is back for the Wednesday night edition. Phone lines already open, 416-870-6400. Star 640 on your cell phone right there or Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. I promise you we will get to a ton of your emails tonight. They've been piling up, so we want to answer some as we uh, get through the snow, uh, show right from now until 8 o'clock tonight. And again, we'll get to the Severance Pay Calculator at severancepaycalculator.com, a fantastic tool, which I believe early next year will celebrate its uh, fifth anniversary of helping people. But first, we'll get to the uh, week that was. How are you, brother? Hey, John, thank you very much. And uh, I'm doing well and uh, all pumped and ready to go here and, and to uh, educate and help people and hopefully talk about some things that are relevant to you, to your job, to you, to your life. So if you have any issues, if you're struggling with the problem, now's the time, now's the place, till 8 o'clock, as usual, we're here to help. You know, we're, John and I are not just spending time here because we're avoiding uh, being with our kids, uh, <laughs> although that could be part of it. Maybe. Uh, no, we're here to help. Right, John? We're here to, to advise people right. and inform and hopefully help, help you resolve your workplace problems. So if you're struggling with something, if your boss did something, said something to you, you lost your job, you're concerned about losing your job, you want to know if. Can my employer do yeah. this? What happens if I do that? Well, all those questions are legitimate, important questions, and we want to answer them. We want to answer them right now. So call us and, and let's chat. And to get us started, John, let me start off with a couple of matters that I've dealt with over the past uh, few days. Uh, I think uh, these are important ones and there's lessons there to be learned. First one, John, uh, you know, ended well, but could have not ended well. Involved okay. a gentleman that worked in a, at a big shipping uh, receiving warehouse, you know, the type of place where they get big shipments, they have to send them out. And he had complained for a while, for a number of weeks, uh, to his to his employer that a particular crane was unsafe. It was just really rusty and, and it was wasn't working properly. And he was concerned about safety. And this is a a huge beast of a thing, you know, right. weighing hundreds and hundreds of pounds, if not more. So what happened last week? Well, last week, John, uh, a huge, massive piece of the crane fell wow. and missed this person. Thankfully, missed him by inches. Just by inches and missed him, uh, so thankfully he was not hurt. But this is the type of equipment that if it had hit him, it would have killed him on the spot. Yeah. We're talking hundreds of pounds. It wouldn't even have been close. So he was obviously traumatized by this. It was, it was you know, when your your life almost ends in in, uh, in front of you. So he took the rest of the day off. But but he was so distraught that he didn't know what to do. Can he come back to work? Uh, you know, he, he took a few days off and then he called me and he said, Leor, I'm afraid not to go back to work. I don't trust this employer. I mean, what if someone else, something else falls yep. and, and this time uh, it's going to hurt me or hit me or someone else? What do I do? Well, here's how it works, John. An employer has a very important and a, and a very positive duty to make sure the workplace is safe. Some would say that this is the primary obligation that an employer has, to make sure the workplace is safe, that it's proper to do work in that workplace. And when an employer is aware, becomes aware of a potential safety issue, it cannot ignore it. Yep. It must immediately take measures. And by the way, if this person had gotten hurt, the employer would have been prosecuted by, under the Occupational Health and Safety Act. Uh, there could have been a massive, massive uh, situation for them. But specifically for this guy, because the employer didn't do what it was supposed to, it's absolutely reasonable for this employee not to trust the employer 
and could treat that as a constructive dismissal. The employer breached its obligations to maintain a safe work environment. Because of that, it almost killed this employee, and he doesn't have to go back and take his chances and put his uh, life in the hands of this employer that didn't do its job. So I told him he's now able to treat this as a constructive dismissal and leave, and that's exactly what he's going to do, and I'm going to help him. The lesson here is so important. First of all, you can refuse to do unsafe work, and you cannot be penalized for it. Employers have to take these things seriously. They have to uh, make sure that the workplace is safe, fix issues, uh, you know, bring in new machines, whatever they have to do. And if your employer puts you in a dangerous situation, that's a big no-no. You could treat that as a termination right there and then. We'll get to Bill right off the top here. Hey, Bill, good evening. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, sir. What's going on with you? So I got a question with this new law, uh, fair or same, same work, same pay. I was hired into a position where a union position where it was renegotiated and uh, and I make a less wage than the guys doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. How would that work? Should I file a grievance on that or am I stuck into the union contract? Yeah, you're stuck, my friend, because the, the, the employer, the only obligation that the employer has in this situation is to pay what the collective agreement says. So there's a rate stipulated in the collective agreement. Uh, that says uh, you know you'll pay, get paid X amount per hour, and, and that's all they have to do. So the, the, any any law that requires equal pay for equal work won't apply in this situation. So there's really nothing to file a grievance over. I mean, if the employ if the union feels that this position is underpaid, then they would take that up in the next round of collective bargaining and would try to negotiate a higher pay. Uh, for this position, and perhaps you should talk to the union about doing exactly that, because who knows, they may be going back to collective bargaining next month. I don't know. Well, uh, but short not, of the but... union negotiating, th- there's really nothing that you could do. It has to be the union negotiating a different pay rate uh, for them. Okay, Bill? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Bill. <clears throat> Pardon thank me, you. and we'll take a, a short break. Your calls as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more to go here. The Employment Hour just getting warmed up on a Wednesday evening. Talk radio, AM 640. 714 also on uh, Monday nights at 7 o'clock, by the way. And the weekend shows, of course, at the Employment Hour. We are all over the sucker. So uh, phone calls, bring them on. We got open lines. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. I mentioned it, severancepaycalculator.com. Coming up on five years for this one. It's a beauty. Yeah, yeah, and, and at some point in 2018, it's going to be five years, John. It's a tool that I created, of course, created it to help people understand what they're owed if they lost their job. I, I think everyone has a right to have access to this information, to have it whenever they want, and to have it for free. So I created the tool, severancepaycalculator.com. It's completely free, and it allows anyone to find out exactly how much they're owed. You log on, you answer three simple questions, you just pick the answers from a drop-down menu, and you're done. It's going to tell you whether you're owed two months severance, 24 months severance, everything or anything else. It's anonymous and it's free, and it's the the greatest tool because it allows you to find out right there on the spot, and then when you don't have to wonder, you don't have to hold that severance letter and wonder, hey, wait a second, is that offer good enough? What should I do? Should I accept? Maybe it's fine. No more wondering, severancepaycalculator.com. And uh, we'll get to uh, Marvin here tonight. Hey, Marvin, how are you? That's why I can't click on Marvin. Somebody can click on Marvin. Hey, Marvin, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you guys? Good, sir. What's happening? Um, I have a quick question for you guys. So yeah. My company, I worked for 11 years. They're forcing me to take a, a, a employee photo, like for the Wall of Fame. So it, it displays your picture and your first and last name. Um, the reason why I didn't want to do that is because... Um, Long story short, uh, my cousin worked for another company, did the same thing, and he 
And another employee didn't like him so much, so what they did was they snapped a photo of his uh, picture, which is first his last name, and uh, he gave it to some people on the outside, and they were sent to rob him. And you know about the Canada 411 where you could put your name and you get your address and stuff? Wow. So these robbers right. went by his house, and they could see his face and his name and all that stuff. And when the cops did the investigation, they found the evidence that the picture came from the company. That wow. Yeah, so I, I want to know where do I stand wow. when, when it comes to my boss uh, pressuring me to take my photo, and I told him no. But I thought there was an Ontario law say that uh, the picture is like a personal information, you know, like a privacy act. So I, I can answer that very simply, Marvin. So here's here's how this works. Yes, you absolutely are allowed to say that you're not going to do it. And if you say no, they can't force you. And if you don't agree, they cannot let you go for cause. That's not They can't discipline you for it, okay? They can't punish you. But, and here's the important part of this, what they can do, what they are allowed to do okay. is to let you go uh, with severance. In other words, uh, they can let you go on a without cause basis. So I have no idea if they would do that over a picture, but hypothetically speaking, as long as they pay you severance and you've been there for 11 years, so I don't know, maybe they owe you eight months or 10 months or 12 months uh, of severance, uh, mm-hmm. they could do that. So they can't punish you by letting you go without severance, but oh. remember the rule is an employer can let an employee go with severance for any reason, and they could use that as a reason. But otherwise, yes, you can uh, refuse. They can't punish you. They can't say, well, suspend you or we're going to reduce your pay or let you go for cause. You're within your rights to say no, that you're not going to do that. Yeah, thank you for the information because you get where I'm coming from with my cousin. I think he was yeah, for that. sure. So, oh, I, I understand. No, it, it's, it's your right. It's your right. And, and here's, I'll leave you with this thought, uh, thought, Marvin. If, in fact, they do let you go, you give me a call, okay? I'll make sure that it's all done above board and that you get everything that you're owed. Marvin, that number, 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of uh, Lior at any time or Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Richard, uh, again, I told you we get to a bunch of your emails tonight. Richard says, how come an employer can let me go with no notice? I did nothing wrong. Yeah, you, you know, thank you, uh, Richard. And and this is actually a very common question. I, I would say that, you know, out of every 10 calls that I get in my office, you know, three of them are probably exactly this or variations of this question. People don't understand why why are they allowed to do this? Why can they let me go if I did nothing wrong? So I don't have a, a perfect answer other than to say that is what the law is. The law does say, and it's very, very clear, that you can generally be let go for any reason as long as you get full severance, okay? If your employer pays you full severance, they can let you go even though you've done nothing wrong, even though you're a better employee than someone else, uh, and even though you've been there for a while. Now, it may cost them. It may cost them a lot of money because severance is quite generous, and it's not a week per year or anything like that. It's much, much more than that. But as long as they pay that, they can do it. The exception, of course, uh, Richard, is you cannot be let go for a discriminatory reason. So they can't let you go because of your age or your race or your disability or sexual orientation. That's illegal. But if they're not being discriminatory, they're just being unreasonable, they're, being, uh, you know, they're not being particularly good business people, they can do that but they have to pay full severance. We've often joked in the early days of the show that if you know you walk in one day, say, you know, everybody here has a red shirt, you have a blue shirt, we don't like blue shirts, we're letting you go. That could, that could actually happen, as stupid as it sounds. That can happen. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, you know, in 15 years, I haven't 
come across this particular situation, but no. I use this example because it makes the point that as ridiculous as that sounds, this, this blue shirt example is perfectly legal. Hmm. An employer can absolutely do that, and if they pay the severance that the employee is owed, they would have done nothing wrong. It may make them a bit crazy, but <laughs> they would have done nothing illegal. So, yes, that can happen. Lior at employmenthour.com. That is the email address you want to use. The phone number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Get to more of your calls. Got some open lines for you. You don't want to call in. We'd love to talk to you as well. It is 724 on your Wednesday evening. The Employment Hour, anytime you want to get a hold of Lior as well, 1-855-821-5900. The number to call in, you know that. We are awaiting your phone calls. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Lewis, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, sir. What's uh, what's going on with you? I just got a quick question. Um, basically, what's the uh, salary that's taken into account for the, uh, for the severance, uh, considering that uh, I get a lot of overtime and on-call pay that adds to the the base salary. Good call. Good, excellent call, Lewis, because uh, it's very important to remember it's not just salary. It's not just base salary that's included. It's your total compensation. So the way we would calculate that, we would simply look at an average. Depending on how long you've been there, we'd either look at a one, two, maybe even three-year average. And we'd calculate what your total compensation is, including salary, overtime, bonuses, premiums, everything at all that you get would be factored in. And that will be the figure that we use to calculate severance. So oftentimes what I see is when employees are let go and they get severance, the employer says, oh, no, I'm just going to use your base salary to calculate severance. That is wrong. That is completely wrong. That's not the way to do it. It has to be total compensation. So if you're ever let go, Yes, the overtime, everything else that you get will be factored into that, that so that you get a proper and fair severance offer, Lewis. Okay? Right, perfect. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Appreciate Lewis. Appreciate it, Lewis. Thank, uh, thank you for your call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Richard Royale, pardon me, Andrew writes in, says, uh, I'm on disability leave and my employer has just been sold. Uh, can I lose my LTD? And what does that mean for me? So, first of all, LTD, uh, he, Andrew is talking about long-term disability. Yep. So, he's uh, presumably on, on, uh, on a long-term disability. He's getting paid through an insurance company because he cannot work. So, so business is sold. So, here's what this means. You can, this does not impact your long-term disability in any way. You can stay on long-term disability until either your doctor clears you to return to, to work uh, until, or until you're, you're 65, whichever happens first. So if at some point, by the way, you do get cut out by the insurance company, you give us a call. Yeah. So it won't impact your LTD. Now, where it could, what it could happen here is it could impact your status as an employee. Not your LTD, but your status as an employee. Here's what I mean by that. If the business is sold, the new company, the company that bought the business, mm -hmm. has a choice to make in terms of whether they're going to offer you employment to become their employee or not. If they offer you employment, they have to do that formally and you can decide to accept or reject. If they do offer you employment and you accept, then your seniority carries through, and then when you're ready to come back to work after your disability is over, then you're, you go back to work, your seniority uh, carries through from the previous company. If you're not offered a job, then you're terminated and you're owed severance by the company selling the business. All right. Again, that doesn't impact your LTD, but you would be owed severance as well. So if you're offered a job and you're going to accept, okay. If you're not going to accept or if you're not even offered a job, you have to give me a call because I need to make sure that you're going to get the severance that you're owed. 
But in the meantime, you can rest assured, Andrew, to know that you can stay on LTD. No matter what happens, it, this sale won't impact your LTD. That number, by the way, Andrew, to get a hold of Lior, 1-855-821-5900. And to call in tonight right till 8 o'clock, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Uh, we'll get Danielle in here quickly. She says, uh, can Lior explain why there is such a big difference between, uh, there we go, what the severance calculator says oh, and what the uh, Ministry of Labor says? Yeah. As soon as I heard the words a big difference, yeah, I, I no, assumed no that's kidding. what the question is yeah. going to be. So, and, and you know what, though? This is an important question. We have talked about this before, John, but I, I think it absolutely bears talking about this again. Uh, you know, someone may go to the severance calculator. We talked about that in the previous segment as to why you go there. And they get a number, and then they say, okay, well, let's see what the Ministry of Labor says, what the Labor Board says. And they get a very different number. And they say, well, wait a second. Why is there such a huge gap? Why does the severance calculator say I get 12-month severance? And the Ministry of Labor says, I get eight weeks. What right. the heck is going on here? Well, let me very clearly clarify this, John. What the government tells you, what the Ministry of Labor tells you is what your minimum entitlements are. Your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. Those minimum entitlements are a fraction, a very small fraction of what you're actually owed, your full entitlements. What the severance calculator does is it calculates your full entitlements, the whole thing that you're owed, not just your minimum, but everything. So that's why the numbers are different. And unfortunately, the Ministry of Labor, when it tells you it's eight weeks, but that, that it, but doesn't tell you that it's only a minimum and you have greater entitlements than that, it's actually misleading you. It's giving you the wrong information. So I, I'm very concerned by people uh, you know, getting that wrong information, thinking that they're owed a lot less than they are actually owed, and then accepting less than they should be accepting. That's why, please, you know, do not go to the Ministry of Labor if you lost your job. Go there if you have overtime issues, vacation pay issues, holiday uh, pay issues. No problem. Go there. They can help you. They cannot, will not help you properly if you lost your job. You have to go to an employment lawyer for that. That's what the severance calculator is there to do. And that's why, John, there's such a big gap. It'd be so nice if they just put that in a little red type at the bottom of the website. wouldn't be too much, right? You may, uh, you may have other entitlements. Seek whatever. Get somewhere yeah. else. How easy. <laughs> God. You, 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 just, you just quoted it, and it would take them 30 seconds or 10 seconds to, to type it up. So it's, it's silly that they don't do that, but they don't. Uh, and you know maybe one day we'll change it. But right now I've tried, and so far I have not been able to get the government to change that. Be that as it may, I have this form. I have a mic in front of me. Hopefully people get the message yep. that, no, you cannot go to the Ministry of Labor. You go to the severance calculator. You get legal advice. That's the only thing you do if you lost your job. Questions, bring them on, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll get to some more of your emails throughout the rest of this hour as well. 733, lots of time to talk to you tonight here on the air. We'd love you to call through. We'll get to our, our next call. Ramsey, hello there. Hey, how are you guys? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on with you tonight? Well, not too much. I'm going to a meeting for another job, but uh, I just wanted to call and uh, talk to Lior about what he thinks about this scenario. So I ended up uh, working for one of the insurance restoration companies, and uh, I was there for almost, for about between nine or ten months. And uh, one day there was, the company was kind of, uh, had two different departments. They had a department for doing all the insurance restoration work, 
And then they had another department which dealt with restoring electronic items. So the one lady was a scheduler for the other department, but she was taking care of the scheduling for our side as well. So one morning I go in to get my days, uh, my, my work, and uh, she ends up arguing with me, telling me that, oh, the customer is very upset. We made them wait about six weeks before we had anybody over there. And the company we sent there never showed up. So now they're extremely pissed off. So she was trying to tell me how to do my job. And she was very kind of like, I mean, I, I hardly knew this girl. And she was talking to me like as if I was a child. So when did you get let go at that point? Well, what happened that morning is there was a few people around us. We're all there gathering our work for the day. And I ended up telling her to mind her own business, but I didn't need her to tell me what to do. Well, wouldn't you know it, that afternoon, I get a call from the regional director telling me that they want to see me. So sure enough, the next day, I have a meeting with the regional director. She ends up telling me, what did you do? This whole office was in tears, and it was all BS. It was all BS. And sure enough, once my boss came back from vacation a week later, I was let go. Okay. And Ramsey, how long ago was this? This was about a year ago. Okay. Okay. So Ramsey, here's you know where where things are. Obviously, if if it's as simple as you kind of you know maybe losing your cool and telling this lady you know mind your own business, that in and of itself is not cause for dismissal. Now, if it was one of the uh, different where you were threatening her and you know using profanities, I mean I don't know. It could be more serious. No, but if it's you just kind of anyway. telling her. Right. Leave me alone and mind your own business. No, that's not cause, even though that may necessarily not be the nicest way to talk to someone. It's certainly not cause, which means you'd be owed severance and you could be owed, you know, two, three, even four months pay here. So even given the fact that this just happened a year ago or so, there's you were within the limitation period. The limitation period is two years. So that gives us something that we need to talk about. So what I want to do is I want to talk or talk to you off air. They probably would have given you a letter when they let you go. I want to read that letter. Uh, I want to find out more specifically about your job, about your compensation. And then if we decide that it makes sense, let's help you get that severance that you wrote. Because as if you as you've described it to me, no, I don't believe that's cause at all, Ramsey. So you and I need to speak. Ramsey, that number, 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900, or Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Get to uh, Jerry. Hey, Jerry, good evening. Hi, good evening. What's going on? Well, I'd like to know what Leo's hourly rate is to represent someone in oh. court. Well, here's the thing, Jerry. I mean, in many cases, uh, we, we work on a contingency basis or a deferred basis. So hourly rates sometimes are relevant, sometimes are not relevant. Depending on the matter, most of our most of my clients, let's face it, don't have a lot of money because they just lost their job, right? So we work on a contingency basis often if that's what the client prefers. So the best they could do is, is assess your matter. I'm not going to charge you for that. And then we can decide if it makes sense to pursue it. 
and if we are looking at hourly rate, uh, you know, there's uh, 18 lawyers at my firms with different hourly rates, and, and, and they range. So we can help you no matter what the case, big, small, or otherwise. So absolutely give me a call. Going to slide in a quick email here before we break and get to more of your phone calls. Steve writes in, Lior says, I usually work around 50 hours of overtime a month for which I get paid. My company has just sold uh, to hire another employee or uh, just decide to hold another employee. So from now on, I will have no overtime. Can they do this? Well, that's a great question. Yeah. You know, if you're making a certain amount of overtime and you kind of count on that as part of your compensation because it's regular, now they've added another person and now you're not going to get that overtime. Well, guess what that is? That's a significant change to the terms of employment. Uh, and you know that, that's a lot of overtime. That's a lot of money. So the difference here can be significant. Because it's a significant change, this could be a constructive dismissal. If you were, you know, earning X amount and now because they've added someone, you're going to earn X minus whatever, that's a significant change. So you have the option potentially. And the option is to either accept it and continue working, you know, not getting the overtime, I guess making less money, or you can choose, you have the option to treat this as a constructive dismissal, which means you can leave with severance. Now, I do not want you to leave without talking to me, Steve. I don't want you to, uh, to tell them, that's it, I'm out of here. You and I need to actually speak, to, to actually speak to each other properly live uh, before you do that. But yes, if you're not going to make any overtime anymore because they've added a person, that's a big deal. That's a significant change, and it absolutely can be a constructive dismissal. Ready to take more of your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell. More of your emails as well. That is Lior at employmenthour.com. We'll get to that here in a few moments. 743, back at it. Yeah, that phone number, use it. And you want to email Lior, L-I-O-R at employmenthour.com would be spiffy. Bill, how are you? Good evening. Hey. What's going hey, on? Are. A question for you. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Yep. So the question is... Doing excellent. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. Go ahead. The question is, they, they're they starting to give out packages, and the strange thing is they basically give people two months heads up to basically find a job, and then they give them a smaller package. And is that kind of the norm now? So here's how that works, Bill. Uh, when an employer gives you advance notice of, of a termination, so in this case, let's say two months, that two months does count towards your severance. So let's use an example. Let's say you're owed 18 months severance and they give you two months notice. Well, that two months counts towards your 18 months, which means at the end of the two months, they still owe you another 16 months. So yes, an employer is allowed to give you advance notice, and that does reduce the severance, but it only reduces it by the number of months that they gave you notice. Now, let's talk about your situation. How long have you been there? Almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. Wow. And what do you do? Yeah, what kind of, what kind of a job? What do you do there? Uh, software development. Okay, and how old are you, Bill? Uh, just over 40. So, yeah, uh, you know, I wasn't far off. Probably right around, you know, 18, maybe 16 to 18 months is what I would assess you at. So if they're giving you two months' notice, then they still have to pay you the difference. Let's say anywhere from, you know, another 14 to 16 months. At the end of it, if it's less than that, that would be a wrongful dismissal. So now what, hopefully what that makes sense. It does, it does. Now, what about those two months? Because they're... So even though you're still like working, it still counts part of your severance because of the notice, huh? Exactly. Yes, it does count. Hypothetically speaking, but they could have said we're giving you 16 months notice, 
and then the full severance would have been given to you by way of notice. So okay. what you have to do is you have to make sure that at the end of the two months, they give you the right amount because they may underpay you. And they may say, we're going to only give you another eight months. And again, right. someone in your situation, at the end of the two months, anywhere from another 14 to 16 months pay is what I would expect to see. Okay. And it, yeah, because it seems like it's actually a bit smaller than that, even though it's a pretty big well, then, company. So we're, then you know what to do. You have to give me a call. I'm not surprised, by the way. 90% of people are offered a lot less. Yeah. So you have to give me a call, Bill, if that happens. Uh, if it's less than what I said, you got to give me a call. Bill, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of you. I'll write that number down and uh, keep it. Hey, Morris. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I just wanted to, to say, Mr. Sampru, um, I was terminated from my job uh, about two months ago. And it was a bit of a, a situation where uh, the, the business was taken over by another owner. Uh, I was a manager at the time, and we were, uh, both me and my wife were dismissed without, uh, we were terminated without cause. And uh, we had heard your show more than once, and uh, I had my wife go online, and she did the severance calculator, and it came back saying that I should get somewhere around $14,000 in severance the owner at the time was only offering six um right. so what ended up happening is that um uh i i ended up phoning phoning you guys and i was told that you know what you you are required to get a severance of fourteen thousand. uh don't accept the offer we didn't uh so the owner only came back and gave us three thousand dollars in severance is what he ended up giving me uh i left it in your hands and then we found out uh, early this week that the owner didn't want to go to court. He uh, didn't want to deal with the issue. So he's literally uh, paying us out $10,000. Uh, so it was one of the best decisions we ever made. Brilliant. If anybody ever thinks that it's not a good idea or they're nervous about it, it's it, like I say, it's just been one of the best decisions we've ever made. Wow. Morris, I, I really appreciate that. So kind of you. Who, who did you work with at my firm? Uh, Leanne Bielli. Excellent. Well, I'm really happy to hear that. I, I'll convey to her as well your, your kind words. That's that's terrific, and I, I, that's exactly right. I mean, people should make that call. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad it worked out. And all I could do right now is, is wish you much success in finding another position, and, and I really do appreciate the call. Really appreciate that. Morris, we'll uh, squeeze you in here. Nick, before we break, how are you, pal? I'm all right. How you doing? Good, man. What's going on with you? Um, um, just a quick question. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, Nick. Um. Quick question. My girlfriend worked at a dealership last – she started last December, so this December would have been a year. But last week, Thursday, they just pulled her into office for – she never did nothing wrong. They just told her that's it. They're, let, they're letting go of her. Mm -hmm. And can they just do that, like, just without a warning or anything? They, they can let her go, but they have to pay her severance. So, so remind how long did you say she worked there for? Just under a year, really. And under a year, and what kind of a job, and, and how old is she? She's 25, and she was doing, like, the clerk services at the dealership. Right. Okay, so someone in her situation, given the fact she wasn't there long, and, and obviously mm -hmm. she's a younger uh, lady, so she probably is looking at a right around a month's pay. It could be as much as two months' pay is what I would assess her at. That's what they okay. have to pay her, okay? So, they, yes, is it fair what they did? Absolutely not. But from a legal standpoint... They could do that as long as they pay her. Did they offer her proper severance? Uh, from what I, I think she already got a hold of the labor board, and they said 
only a, a week's pace, which I was kind of yeah. surprised. No, and, and, and that's exactly what we were talking about earlier in the show. She cannot contact the labor board because they can only advise her with respect to her minimum entitlements. Her full entitlements are going to be up to two months' pay. So she okay. should give me a call. I can contact her. Uh, I can connect her with one of my paralegals that works for me to help her get this. This is very easy and straightforward to resolve. She's owed uh, more than a week pay, right around one to two months' pay. Uh, so if she gives me a call once we're off air, I'll make sure that she gets connected with my paralegal so we can get this resolved immediately. Real simple, Nick. one 821 5900 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of uh, Lior. Have your girlfriend do that. Or email as well, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. One more uh, quick break and right back at it. The phone calls. Bring them on, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. The Wednesday night edition, Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. Get down to our last few minutes here and your phone calls. Love to talk to you. Craig, thanks for uh, calling in. How are you? Very good, thank you. How are you tonight? Good. What's uh, what's your concern? Um, I I was just terminated from uh, a job that I actually really loved and I was a great worker at. I, I had an injury in uh, February. I was cleared to go back to work. I ended up with a lower back injury, uh, and on WSIB, they put me on modified duty, so I didn't lose time. My employer encouraged me to get, uh, you know, to get a doctor's note so I could go back to my regular duties, and as soon as I did, they terminated me. Well, and, now, do you believe, Craig, that this had to do with the injury? Do you think it's related? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, because it was the next day, and they the first thing they said, this has nothing to do with your back Right, and and I'm 55 years old, so it's like this isn't an age or a back thing, because they have been now, replacing the older workers with younger workers. Craig, how long did you work there for? Just a year. Just a year, okay. And what were yeah. you doing? What kind of job? Uh, I, I was on a marijuana farm. All right, okay. Uh, yeah. And how old are you, Craig? I'm 55. Now, did they offer you any severance, and how much if they didn't? Well, they, they offered me two weeks uh, severance and then an additional two weeks if I signed uh, a, a non-disclosure agreement not to talk bad about them, to free them right. of any liability. Okay, and so there's two issues here. to sign that, and I, I refused. Okay, good. So there's two issues here. Let's talk about, uh, first of all, the reasons for the termination. If, in fact, they have uh, the, the reason they let you go had anything to do with your back injury, anything at all to do with it, then this is a human rights violation. It's illegal. They can't let you go because you're injured, because you're off work, or because you're on modified duties. That's illegal, which, may, which means you potentially are entitled to human rights damages. Now, even apart from that, even if it had nothing to do at all with your uh, back, you're still going to be entitled to more than four weeks. You probably are looking more like three to four months' pay easily, uh, and, and potentially even slightly more than that uh, if, if you're still not in perfect health. So well, there, there's a wrongful dismissal. Okay, well, I'd want to see that. So all I'm trying to say here is that we need to speak because not only is this the issue of severance, you're out more than a month, it's also the fact that they let you go when they did. So I want to talk to you and find out a bit more about exactly what happened, the timing. I want to see that employment agreement. And then, yeah, let's pursue this and get everything that you're owed because, yeah, I agree with you. If you're let go the very next day after you come back from a back injury, no one's going to be able to convince me that it had nothing to do with the injury. That's illegal. So you and I really do need to sit down and have a, an important chat. Craig, here's that number, one 821 5900 one 821 5900 Stacy, good evening. 
Hi, how are you doing? Good. What's going on with you tonight? I just got a question. I just don't know if it's right how uh, my work did something to me there last week. Okay, bring it on. Uh, Well, for over a year now, I work Tuesday to Friday. I work for a trucking company. And then last Friday, I get a text on my phone saying, you work on Monday. And I said, no, no can do. I got plans. I won't be in on Monday. Right? And then, anyway, so he says that it, well, it's considered a mis-shift then. And I'm like, well, how can it be a mis-shift if my scheduled day off is Monday? I work Tuesday to Friday. Anyway, so nothing was said. I didn't go in on Monday. And then I look at my pay stub today, and he put a sick day down for Monday. And so I asked him, well, why would you put a sick day down? I told you I don't. I had plans. I I wasn't sick. I just wasn't coming in on Monday because it's not my scheduled day to work. Is there is there a law against that? Like how they can just catch you on a Friday afternoon, tell you you work on Monday? Yeah, no. If your your regular shift is Tuesday to Friday, they can't just change that unilaterally. Now, if there's a history of them doing that. Uh, and you kind of accepting it, then maybe they can. But if not, if your shift is Tuesday to Friday and they've never done this before, they, they don't have a right to do it. They can't punish you and they can't dock your vacation days because of it. So now, the best thing that I could suggest here, because you don't want to get into a constructive dismissal. You don't want to quit over this necessarily, I don't think. Uh, no. You just want to make sure that you know they respect your shift. Right. One of the things you, you, you may want to do is have me send them a quick letter. It doesn't have to be overly aggressive and over the top. Just simply saying, here's what you're not allowed to do. We expect for you to respect his uh, shifts and that you ref- kind of you know refund, quote unquote, the vacation. That you don't want to lose a vacation day over that. And I think that's probably the best way to deal with that. Uh, if you can't convince them to do the right thing on their own, have me help you. Probably a letter from me. It's all. It's all it's going to take. Happy to help you. Happy to do that. Uh, give me a call because they don't have a right to do what they did. Good for another night, my friend. Thank you, Stacy, and you as well for calling in. The number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to call Lior. Now the show is done. Back in the weekend, and of course Monday night at seven as well. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Find out what your severance really should be, your full entitlements. It takes about 30 seconds to go through that metric. It's amazing. SeverancePayCalculator.com. And finally, Lior, L-I-O-R, at EmploymentHour.com. We'll see you again on Monday and on the weekend as well. Right here, Talk Radio, AM640.